It is Sunday, January 29th, 2012. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62 The Tar. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we've got an intercontinental war between TV networks, online dating, and picks ourselves out. It's episode 5.10, Midnight Music. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. And I'm going to start with a lesson for you. Unlike those classic cartoons we grew up with that had the lesson at the end of the show, I'm going to give you the straight poop right here at the start of the show. The lesson for today is, for all the artistic types out there, always work when the inspiration hits you. Here we were a couple of days ago. I was like all inspired. I was all jazzed. I was like, wow, I've got enough material here for two podcasts. I should sit down and record these two podcasts right now. But I was like, no, 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 I got other stuff to do. You know, I think I can put these great ideas aside and do it later. Well, you know what? I got so tired throughout the rest of the week that now I don't have the energy to enact these great ideas, which sucks. So there you go. When the mood strikes you, when you have the energy, do it. Don't wait till the next time because you know what? That next time might be a long time coming. Ah, but no, some of that great material I had was I was browsing online. Some of the controversy that's arising right now between CBS, the TV network in the USA, and the BBC, that legendary television network over in the UK. As we all know, the folks who made Doctor Who have also made a fantastic update of the Sherlock Holmes saga called simply Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes in the modern day, that's all it is. Sounds amazing. And it is amazing. I love the first season. Haven't had a chance to sit down and watch the second series yet, but it's good stuff. But it's such good stuff and getting such good reviews that CBS went to the BBC and said, Hey, you know, this uh, modern-day update of Sherlock Holmes is pretty good. Can we do an American remake? And BBC said... No, we're not going to do that. And CBS said, oh, well, good thing Sherlock Holmes is now in the public domain. We'll just go ahead and do our own modern day update. Ugh. Needless to say, BBC and the folks who make Sherlock are not very happy with this. So, yeah, they're thinking about legal action, but as some have pointed out, it'll be tough to take legal action because Sherlock Holmes has entered into the public domain. Although the estate of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle still does as much as they can to try and protect Sherlock Holmes's image. But, yeah, there you go. Looks like a BBC-CBS feud. And all I can say is, go watch the original. The Sherlock... Um, that's made by the BBC and Stephen Moffat. It is such good stuff. I can hardly wait to sit down and watch season two. It's going to be awesome, I know. So, 
I'm about rambled out on that subject. Uh, let's go to some music now, shall we? Here's Calabria 2007 on the Targ. Easy now, you need figure down. Easy now, no need figure down. Rock that run, that this how we frown. Easy now, you need figure down. Easy now, no need figure down. Rock that run, that this how we frown. <laughs>
Tone featuring Natasha with Calabria 2007 here on U62 The Tar. Good afternoon. Mark Cap is still here with you. Uh, that's what I like to call driving home at midnight music. Many years ago, when I was a head cashier at Extra Foods, you know, on Saturday night, you'd always wind up working late when you shut down the store because Saturday is the end of the fiscal week, so you'd have to do a lot more paperwork. So, you know, you wouldn't get out of the store till around midnight or so. And then because I worked in Drayton Valley and lived in Entwistle, half-hour drive home from work, I'd tune it to my favorite radio station. And at that point in that radio station's career, at midnight on Saturday, they would play a syndicated radio show show called Chris Shepard's Pirate Radio. You might have heard of it. It was uh, somewhat infamous in the late 90s, early double O's, and it was a radio show dedicated to club mixes and techno music and stuff like that there. So music like that always takes me back to driving home at midnight. Then near the end of my tenure, the... um, they uh, switched things up on that radio station and they replaced uh, Chris Shepard's Pirate Radio with the Carson Daly Show. So crappy late 90s, early 00s pop is also my definition of driving home at midnight music. And yeah, I think I've rambled enough about my specific nicknames for specific musical genres. But yeah, you know, driving home at midnight, just, you know, looking at the stars, pondering the future and wondering the immortal question, will I ever find true love? Seems to be my New Year's resolution every year, you know. I'm going to get out there, I'm going to find someone, and I'm going to finally see what this relationship thing that everyone always talks about is all about. But, you know, the problem that's plagued me ever since I was a horny teenager in Entwistle, in a small town, where do you go to meet women? You know, normally you go out to the bar and you get hammered, but I'm not a drinker. The, the whole bar scene has no appeal for me. So I am still flabbergasted at how to go out and meet women. You know, I got a couple of friends who've tried online dating, and they're like, oh, yeah, Mark, you should do the online dating. It is so awesome. I got this one friend. He's like, internet dating is the best. That's how I met my last three exes. And then I have another friend who tried internet dating, and uh, his is the story that haunts me. You know, he thought he'd give it a shot, and he was online there, you know, surfing the the, uh, website there, found a woman he kind of liked, you know, struck up a conversation with her. There they were having the online chat, and about halfway through their conversation, conversation uh she just went wow i am completely surprised he's like at what i'm surprised that you haven't whipped your dick out yet and he's like what and she explains i've been doing this online dating for a while now and usually three lines into the conversation guy whips out his dick and says so baby like what you see so yeah that's the new social paradigm for internet dating right it's gone from People without social skills who don't know how to talk to women over to sexual deviants preying on the weak and desperate. So, I don't know. Despite, you know, online dating is becoming more and more popular, but there's still social paradigms involved with it that I can't wrap my head around. You know, I'm not going to try. I have tried online dating. I go to the website, I start filling out my profile, and I just start feeling stupid. You know, filling out that online profile, it feels like too much like filling out a job application. You know what I'm saying? Wanted female companionship. Must have three years experience, typing skills, and asset. You know, it's just, ah, I don't know. I am so socially stunted. I need help. I need help bad. But who knows? Maybe, you know, before I turn 35 this year, maybe this will be the year that, you know, I finally get a little something something. I'm going to change the subject now because this has gotten far too awkward. Mark Kappas! 
Lord of the Overworld, Master of the Twelve Galaxies! Where do you pick that stuff up? I never see you read. Mark Yappas. It's like he channels dead crazy people. U62, the Tark. Think it's a cry for help? I'm a waste through my hair. Think about it when you touch me there. Close my eyes, here you are.
More driving home at midnight music. That's Dev within the dark here on U62 The Targ. Good afternoon. Mark Cap is still here with you. Big news this week in that uh, they, of course, they announced the Oscar nominations. Uh, not very surprised in the uh, best animated film category when my favorite animation studio, Pixar, for the first time since the best animated film category picked up, Pixar did not get their movie of the year nominated. Cars 2 got nothing. And you know what? Not surprised at all. I think I told you a couple episodes ago I bought the uh, Cars 2 DVD because I am a Pixar whore and I need all of them in my collection. And just watching it, yeah, that's, you know, Cars kind of felt like they phoned it in, but Cars 2, they really phoned it in. You know, I'm just reflecting on that. You know, 2011 really seems to be Pixar sellout year. Not only did they uh, do Cars 2, but they milked the Toy Story franchise one last time with the two two story and the two Toy Story animated shorts. That's what I'm trying to spit out. You know, there was the one in front of Cars 2 called Hawaiian Vacation, and there was the one in front of the Muppets called Small Fry. And I got to admit, uh, those Toy Story shorts uh, were pretty good, pretty entertaining. You know, those characters still have some fun and appeal, but still... Why? Toy Story 3 was such a phenomenal end to the franchise. Why are you trying to get these last little drops of milk out of the udder with these two short films? But still, you know, they were cute. I tell you, hopefully Pixar can turn things around next year with Brave. It's their first fairy tale. It's their first one with a princess in the lead. But still, you know, uh, starting to look a little too conventional. Maybe Pixar starting to rest a little too much on their laurels. You know, Brad Bird, my favorite filmmaker, did The Iron Giant, The Incredibles, made his live-action debut with Mission Impossible 4. I read an interview with him once in which uh, John Lasseter... The uh, head of Pixar, he pretty much admitted he wanted to bring in Brad Bird because he was afraid Pixar was going to grow stale. I think maybe Pixar needs to hire another Brad Bird type. Someone just a little bit maverickish who will shake things up and keep them from getting stale. Yeah, I like that idea. Although, you know, thinking back on the Toy Story shorts, I was gleefully surprised. When I saw the one in front of the Muppets, Small Fry, I completely geeked out because in it, they made a joke about Condor Man. Condor Man was a Disney movie, kind of their James Bond superhero spoof. Loved it when I was a kid. Completely forgot about it until Pixar made a joke about it in one of their Toy Story shorts. In fact, I'm going to rant more and more about Condor Man, but I will do that on next week's show. Think of that as your cliffhanger. So you know what? Yeah, I think I will bring this to an end. I'm Mark Appas. This has been The Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. I gotta go to
there's a beefy goth chicken hire. Hey, sunshine. You looking to buy or rent? 